Hello and welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. This is the November edition of our program, and we've got some uh, some exciting stuff for today too. Uh, in the coming 50 minutes, approximately, let's just see what it is. We're going to start with pronunciation. Then I'm going to answer some grammar questions. Then we've got an interview. And today we're starting a new block in the program, and that's kids' English. So we're going to uh, to work with simpler language for children. And uh, today uh, it's a dialogue between two school kids, and a mini interview with one of them. We're going to listen to the second part of a tale, a radio play that we began in the previous program, and the questions for the uh, previous part will be answered, and there will be new questions and new vocabulary for this part. I hope you'll enjoy the program. So let's just get started. So first up, it's pronunciation time. And we are going to look at two sounds in English uh, represented by the same letter in the alphabet. And this, is, this letter is the letter L. So what have we got here? We've got two sounds. And let's listen to these two sounds separately. L-U. As you can hear, the second one is not as light. It sounds a bit darker, to the back a bit. Certainly there is a difference between little, a little bit, or a little bit. And there is a difference between a lot of people and a lot of people. People. Just try this, And if you observe, when you say little, you instinctively insert an e sound and you say little or people. You insert an o, people. But if you do the dark L version that I've just explained, then you don't need any e nor o. You can directly go from p to o in people, people, pull. When you find the letter L, in a word starting position that is at the beginning of a word it's basically the spanish way of pronouncing the l l l l l like lugar limpio and lucky live like yeah the same thing but when you uh, when you get an l at the end of the word in people and remember u is the last sound people or in words like call and well and fill, then this dark o sounds more English. Llámame, call me. And uh, muy bien would be like very well, very well, right? Uh, and of course, exceptions, as always. Well, there are some exceptions. Or I don't even know if these are exceptions, but I just consider them exceptions. Uh, in the words uh, caminar, hablar... Students pronounce the L, but in these words, you're not supposed to. So, the word walk, 
is not pronounced correctly. That word is walk. Do you hear any l in it? No, there is no l. Okay, the, the letter l is not pronounced. So the correct form is walk, caminar, right? And talk, hablar, and not talk or talk or whatever. Hmm? Walk and talk. So our words for today were people, little, call, well, feel, and exceptions where the L is not pronounced would be walk and talk. Well, I hope this was clear. And, uh, well, let's just uh, move on to the next section. English. Create English today. So here we go, here we go with Create English and uh, what's next? Well, yes, uh, the questions. It's questions time. You know, in every program I want to, uh, to answer students' questions about specific grammar issues, grammar problems. And, uh, and this week we've got a question here about uh, last and the last. So what is the difference between last and the last? Um, let me give you two examples. Um, last week, I bought a new jacket. The second one is, the last week of August was rainy. One more time. Last week, I bought a new jacket. Second, the last week of August was rainy. So as you can hear, in the first one, I did not say the last. I just said last directly, last week. Hmm? As opposed to the second example, I said the last week of August. Um, right. Now, why is this? When you say last week, you refer to the week before this one. Hmm? You can say last week, last night, last month. In these cases, you don't use the. When you mean the week, the day, the night, etc., before this one, you just say last. Hmm? Last week, last month, last Tuesday, etc. But when you mean the last element in a series of things, in this case, the last week of August. Now, how many weeks does August have? Well, a little bit more than four, right? But uh, let's, just, let's just simplify it and say August has four weeks and the last week... That is, not the first, not the second, not the third, but the fourth week was rainy. So again, the last week of August was rainy. Okay, so this would be my quick answer to this very concrete question. Thank you. Let's move on. Our interview is coming up uh, in a few moments and it's, um, it's an interview that I made with a learner of English. Her name is Alba and, uh, well, I asked her what she liked about the English language and, you know, if she used it. And now we're going to listen to the interview. But before that, 
as usual, I'm going to give you some things to listen out for, some comprehension questions. Uh, the first one would be, uh, how old was Alba when she started learning English in a language school? Second, what motivates Alba to learn English more? Her work or travelling? Alba usually writes a list of new words in English. And the third question would be, when does she check them? Before her English class or before going to bed? Question number four. How does Alba try to improve her pronunciation? Does she like singing? All right, so let's listen to the interview and try and understand the answers to these questions. So, Alba, uh, how are you today? Hi, Gabor. Uh, fine. It's a special day for me because it's a free day, uh, a second free day in this week. Okay. Um, well, first of all, when did you start learning English? Do you remember? Yes. Uh, the first time I think that I, I was uh, uh, 10 years old in a little academy here in Ripollet. Do you use English? These days, I mean, do you use English in your daily work or not? Actually, I don't. Uh, but I, I like very much travel, mm-hmm. and I, I need to communicate with another people, and I have very problems to enjoy my travels if I don't speak very well English. And the last year, I decided to to learn seriously. So uh, so you said that one of the reasons why you like to learn English is because you like traveling and mm-hmm. you like to communicate yes. in English when you travel. Uh, what, uh, but what do you find like challenging and difficult about the English language? Yes. For me, it's the verbs, mm-hmm. the phrasal verbs, mm-hmm. the um, um, vocabulary. But how do you learn? Do you have any special ways of, you know, learning vocabulary and words? How do you do it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a list and I try to check this list uh, with words before my English class mm-hmm. and repeat the difficult words for me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can remember the difficult words. <laughs> What about pronunciation, by the way? I like very much to see uh, movies mm-hmm. with uh, original uh, language in English, mm-hmm. English movies, at the moment with subtitles. I, I try to listen uh, the pronunciation. Yeah. Now, talking about words, do you have favorite words in English? Yes. The last, the last week, I listened one phrase in a movie. That uh, say something about uh, Google me, and I like very much this expression. Google me, Google you. <laughs> and uh, do you know you know what it means, right? Can you explain it in a few words? Yes, uh, find something, find me, find you in Google. Yeah. Uh, I asked you to bring a song for us. Yes, it's Bonnie Tyler, "Clips of the Heart." Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a song that I like. It, I like very much. 
or the first time that I listened this song, maybe I was uh, 20 years old, I don't know. Um, this year, another group uh, recorded a cover version, yes, and I listened to this version yesterday, and I... I prefer the first version to Bonnie Tyler, mm -hmm. but it's, it's it's very good. This, yes. Do you sing, by the way? I like to sing. Mm -hmm. Yes, in my car, and I always sing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my car, in my house, no problem for me. Yes. Okay. Well, Alba, thank you very much for this little interview, and uh, we're going to listen to this song, your song now, and uh, I'll hope to see you later next time. Okay. Uh, thanks, Gabor. You are welcome. And see you. Bye-bye. Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming around Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your Turn eyes Turn around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart Turn around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart And I need you now
This was Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart, Alba's favorite song for today. Um, so what about the answers to the questions about the interview with Alba? Well, here, here I've got the answers for you. How old was Alba when she started learning English in a language school? Well, she was about 10 years old. Um, what motivates Alba to learn English more? Her work or traveling? Well, she says that uh, she doesn't really use English at work and it's traveling that she thinks she needs English for. Question number three. When does she check her vocabulary list? Before her English class or before going to bed? Well, she does it before her English class. Uh, how does Alba try to improve her pronunciation? She watches movies in original versions, that is, in English. Using subtitles, though, but still, you know. She listens to the way the actors pronounce the words and then she just tries to, to learn from that. And does Alba like singing? Yeah, she says she does. She sings in her car, she sings at home. So she, she likes singing. Okay, so uh, what is this first kids' block about? We're going to have two children in this uh, conversation, uh, Laura and Daniel. And, uh, well, they basically um, introduce themselves to each other. So let's listen to this dialogue. Which of the following expressions does Laura or Daniel use? The first one is, how are you? ¿Cómo estás? How old are you? ¿Cuántos años tienes? What's your name? ¿Cómo te llamas? Where are you from? ¿De dónde eres? How's it going? ¿Qué tal? So listen to the dialogue and decide which of these expressions are used in this conversation. Hi, my name is Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I'm Laura. Where are you from? I'm Hungarian. And you? I'm from Mexico. Mexico? My mother is Mexican too. Oh, really? How nice. Where are you from? She's from the north. Ah, how old are you? I'm 10. And you? I'm 11. 
So, as you could hear, in this conversation, two expressions were used. The first is, how old are you? And the other one was, where are you from? And the rest, how are you? What's your name? And how's it going? Were not used this time. The next exercise will be a true or false exercise. I'm going to say four things. You will have to understand them and you will have to decide if these are true, false or possible. Let me give you an example. Laura is Mexican. Laura is de México. Is this true, false or possible? If you listen to the conversation, you will hear that Laura is from Mexico, so this is true. I'm from Mexico. She is from Mexico. So listen to the following four ideas and decide if they are true, false or possible. Number one. Daniel is from Hungary. Daniel is de Hungría. Second, Laura's mother is from South Mexico. La madre de Laura es del sur de México. Number three, Daniel is older than Laura. Daniel es mayor que Laura. Number four, Daniel's mother is Hungarian. La madre de Daniel es húngara. Hi, my name is Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I'm Laura. Where are you from? I'm Hungarian. And you? I'm from Mexico. Mexico? My mother is Mexican, too. Oh, really? How nice. Where are you from? She's from the north. Ah, how old are you? I'm 10, and you? I'm 11. All right, well, here are my answers. Daniel is from Hungary. Yes, this is true. So the first one is true. Es de Hungría. Daniel es de Hungría. Second, Laura's mother is from South Mexico. La madre de Laura es del sur de México. This is possible. Es posible. We don't know. No lo sabemos. Yeah? We know she is Mexican, but we don't know if she's from the north or the south or the middle. Yeah? Number three. Daniel is older than Laura. This is false. Daniel no es mayor que Laura. Es menor que Laura. And number four. Daniel's mother is Hungarian. La madre de Daniel es húngara. It's false. No es correcto. She's Mexican. Es mexicana. And now let's continue with a little conversation that I had with, uh, with Laura. And uh, I asked her a few questions about school and her favorite animals, etc. That's, that's coming now. Uh, let's listen to the interview. Listen out for the, the following four things. Uh, 
Does Laura go to a primary or a secondary school? Does she say that she has nice friends or nice teachers? The next question is: Which is Laura's favorite pet? Which is her favorite animal? And also, what does she say about her parents? What does she say about her parents? La primera pregunta es: Si Laura va a primaria o al instituto? La segunda pregunta, ¿qué dice? ¿Que tiene amigos simpáticos o tiene, o tiene profesores simpáticos? La tercera, ¿cuál es su animal favorito o cuál es su mascota favorita? Y la cuarta, ¿qué dice sobre sus padres? ¿Qué nos cuenta sobre sus padres? So let's listen to this little mini interview with Laura. Here with me is Laura. We've just listened to a dialogue between her and Daniel. And now I'll chat a bit with her in English. Hi, Laura. Welcome. Hi, Gabor. How are you today? Fine, thanks. That's good. Laura, I wanted to ask you about school first. Do you go to primary or secondary school? To secondary school. And do you like it? Yes, I do. What's good about school? Sorry? Um, what do you like? What do you like about school? I like that I have new friends. I'm in the first year and everything is new. It's exciting and I have nice teachers. Uh-huh. Do you have pets, Laura? Not now. But do you like animals? I do. Especially dogs. That's good. Does anyone in your family have a dog? Yes, my grandmother, my aunt. But they don't live here. Uh huh. And would you like to have a dog? Yes, very much. But we live in a flat. I see. My parents don't want a dog in a flat. And why not? Because they're very bad. <laughs> um. And uh, do you like small dogs or bigger ones? I prefer small dogs. They are so cute. You can play with them. You can walk with them. It's easier than big dogs. Yes, of course. Um, do you have any favorite breed? Yes, I love your Shire Terriers. Okay. Well, I hope that someday you will have your own dog. Me too. Okay, and thank you for the interview. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, all right. Yeah, so Laura and her dogs, right? Okay, as you could hear, her favorite pets and favorite animals are dogs, but she doesn't have a dog. She really wants a dog. But she doesn't. She doesn't have one yet, because the, her parents just don't want a dog in a flat. Okay, and uh, well, she's a secondary school student, and she says that she has nice teachers. She says she has new friends, but nice teachers. Yes. Yeah, so the answers are in order. 
She's a secondary school student. She says she has nice teachers. Her favorite pet is a dog, and she says that her parents don't want a dog because they live in a flat. Well, we hope that Laura can somehow convince her parents, maybe, and she can have her dog in the near future. Okay, so here we are with Create English, and、uh, well, next up is our is the continuation of our tale. We started a tale、uh, in the previous program, and、uh, we're going to continue with the second part. And、uh, well, there are two things I'd like to do.、Uh, first of all, I'd like to answer the questions that I asked you、um, last time, and these questions were about the first part of the tale. So let's begin with that, and then I'm going to give you some more vocabulary for the second part. So as you listen, well, it will be、uh, easier for you to understand, hopefully. And once we finish, I will ask you some more questions about this second part, which will be answered next time. But you will have a chance to, you know, to listen to the program again if you go to the website of.、Uh, Of the radio, and、um, and you can just、uh, listen to it as many times as you want, so that shouldn't be a problem. Okay, so let's get down to it. The questions that I asked you last time were the following. My first question was, why was the woodman tired and fed up? Now, if you listened to the first part of the tale, you could hear that the woodman was tired because he had to work all day long. From early morning to late in the evening, always doing the same routine for very little money, he said. For peanuts, yeah, for peanuts. Peanuts means, in this、uh, sense, it means、um, very little money. Yeah.、Uh, second,、uh, where did he sell the firewood? Well, he sold the firewood to the village people. Yeah. So he went from door to door offering. The wood in the village. Question number three was: How did the woodman and the knight meet? Well, they met、uh, on a meadow, actually. Right.、Uh, question number four was about the color of the knight's robe. So, what color was the knight's robe? Well, it was scarlet red. And finally, there was another question. Question number five. Which goes like,、uh, what idea did the knight have? And I asked you this question last time because I wanted you to sort of think about it. But now that you've thought about it, well, the question will be answered very soon, and、um, you'll get the the answer from me too. So, what idea did the knight have when he met the woodman? So. Um, that was it. That was these. These were the answers to the questions from the first part. And.、Uh, Now let's、uh, let's do the vocabulary part. Which wow,、well, today we've got quite a few、uh, items on the list.、Uh, let me. I'll I'll try and do this as quickly as possible. 
Um, the new vocabulary that I think is important for you to know today is the following. Um, I'll try and go in order of appearance. Uh, the first word is colt, C-O-L-T. Now, colt refers to the horse, which was a young horse, a young male horse. So not a girl, but a boy horse, right? Second, lend a hand. It means to help someone. Right to when you help someone, you can say, uh, you know, you lend them a hand. This will appear in the in the story in the second part. Uh, next one to joke around to joke around. Well, in this context, it means to um, to make fun of uh, of someone and just say silly things. That's what uh, joke around means here. Um, gonna you're going to hear this word gonna. I think um, at least once in the story. Now, gonna is going to, which means mm, what is going to happen or what someone is going to do. But when you speak fast, um, well, a lot of people, a lot of speakers just say gonna. I'm gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna, instead of I'm going to, you're going to, we are going to. Um, right, next on the list is lumberjack. Now, lumberjack is 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 a woodman, right? A lumberjack is a person who cuts down trees and collects firewood. Right, uh, let's move on. We've got a piece of cake. A piece of cake. Yes, um, you're going to hear this expression. A piece of cake means um, something that's very, very easy. Uh, in Spanish, you say um, uh, pan comido, right? So that's when something is very easy. Uh, to whisper, whisper, is to say something at a very low voice. This is to whisper. A deal, a deal is an agreement, basically. So uh, there will be some kind of a deal in this second part, and you, you will find it out very soon. Um, and the, the lumberjack uses the word big deal, which is a different meaning. Uh, it's not an agreement. When you say big deal, it really means, wah. I don't care. It's not important. Wah, big deal. So um, it's a modified meaning. You will hear that too. And well, let me see. Um, yeah, nuts, nuts. Um, when you say someone's nuts, you mean that the person is not completely normal, like crazy. Yeah. So a synonym which also appears would be a fool. Yeah, a fool. Okay. I think this is enough. So let's start with the story and, uh, I mean, let's continue with the story and the second part is coming. And once you've listened, I'm going to ask you some questions to test how well you've understood it. Just make sure that um, if you need to listen to the story one more time or or several times even, that's completely all right. So just go ahead and uh, and do it. If you're listening to the program live now, well, then go to the website of Ripollet Radio and look for Create English from the list of programs and you will find today's program among all the programs uploaded. Okay, here we go with the story. Bernard Horse A story in three parts 
based on the traditional Catalan legend Caval Bernat. Part 2 Well, you don't seem very happy. You look a little tired. You left your horse at home today? Horse? <laughs> Where did you put your eyes, young man? I have no horse. I have no donkey. Not even a poor mouse to keep me company. How on earth should I not look tired? Ah, I see, I see. That explains it. But listen here. I've got an idea. An idea? What do you mean? You see my horse, Bernard, this fine young colt? Strong, fast, obedient. Sure I do. Never seen one like him in my life. Now, if you want, I can lend you a hand. I'll let you keep my horse for a while to work for you. How does that sound? Man, you'd better go and find somewhere else to joke around, or else I'll may get a little... No, 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 I'm serious. Serious? What do you mean, serious? You're gonna grow wings and fly home so I can have a horse? You just don't worry about that, lumberjack. I'll get home fine, I assure you. Well, boy, you know, then you'd do me a big favor. But then... What do you want in exchange? I'll tell you that in a minute. But first, let me show you all that Bernard can do for you. You want that pile of wood to be at the river, right? Now, watch this. Piece of cake. The knight got off the horse, piled a sack of wood on his back, and whispered into his ear. Bernard, take this pile of wood to the river. The horse did as the knight had told him, left the wood at the river, and returned shortly after. How'd you do that? Very easy. Every time you need help, you just tell the horse what you want, and it'll do it for you. Wow, I can't believe my eyes. Am I dreaming? But then, you see, I'm a poor man. What could I offer in exchange? Well, here's the deal. You can keep Bernard for ten years, and then... For ten years? That's quite a while, man. Yes. But after that, I'll come back for him. I will want you to return Bernard in the same good shape as you got him today, or find another horse which is better than him. If you fail, you'll have to come with me and be my servant in my palace for the rest of your living days. Big deal, thought the old man. This guy's nuts. With this horse, I can be a rich man in no time. I'll make a fortune. Money none of the village folks have ever seen in their entire life. And if Bernard passes away, well, I'll just buy another one like him. And this gentle young fool can take that one back. <laughs> so after some pretended thinking, the woodman said, um, sounds good, pretty good. It's a deal. It is a deal, replied the knight. After shaking hands, the woodman kept the horse, and the knight walked away until he disappeared in the forest.
Bernard Horse. English version, music and narration by Gabor Legravi. This was the second part, and uh, it's questions time, so I'm going to ask you questions about this second part. I hope uh, you've liked it, and as I said, if you need more listening, just go back and listen one more time, or several times if you need to. And my last question in the previous um, program was, what idea did the night have? ¿Qué idea tenía el caballero? And, well, the, uh, as you could hear in this part, the idea that he had was to offer the woodman his horse to work for him. So the knight said, OK, if you don't have a horse, well, you can have my horse to work for you. This was his idea. Now, what does the woodman say or do from which we know that he didn't believe the night right away. So, ¿Cómo sabemos que el leñador al principio no le creía al um, caballero? Fine. Uh, next one. Uh, was it easy or difficult to make the horse carry the pile of wood to the river? And how do we know it? Pues, ¿fue fácil o difícil convencer el caballo que llevara el, la leña al río? ¿Y cómo sabemos esto del texto? Okay, next question. What did the woodman say when he saw the horse return? ¿Qué dijo el leñador cuando vio que el caballo había vuelto? Right. Uh, one, two, three more questions. Okay, what was the deal? This is the next one. What was the deal? ¿Vale? El trato. ¿De qué iba el trato? Uh, next question. What did the woodman think about the night? ¿Qué opinaba el, el, el leñador del, del caballero? ¿Qué pensaba de él? Okay, the last question for this part would be Why did the woodman accept the deal? Why did the woodman accept the deal? ¿Por qué el leñador aceptó el trato, el acuerdo? These would be the questions that I'd like you to listen out for. And I'm going to ask you an extra question, which will not be answered in this part. But uh, it's, again, like, you know, a little thing for you to think about for the next program. The question would be, how do you think the life of the woodman changed with the horse helping him? So, um, how did his life change? Vale, o sea, ¿qué cambios había en la vida del leñador? Pues teniendo ya el caballo para él. So this would be the question to think about for the next program.
Okay, this was part two of uh, the story Bernard Horse, and this was Create English for today. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. Also, if you want to send any comments or questions to the program, you can send an email to me to createenglish at gmail.com. Just make sure that you write create English with one E in the middle. All the best and goodbye. Talk to you in December.